0: Hello and welcome to the Muni Oral History Project, where we explore the stories and rich history of the Springfield Municipal Opera over the past 60 years. Stories from the people who have built, experienced, and performed what we'd like to refer to as Muni magic. Sit back and relax and listen to these tales of Broadway Under the Stars. Today, we get the pleasure of speaking to Lindsay and DJ Rudd. I'm really excited about this to learn uh, more about their story and kind of how their uh, own individual stories have interacted here at the Muni. They've had some really fun experiences and not to be a big tease here, but they've had an experience that hardly anyone has ever had at the Muni. And so I'm going to ask them about that as well. But uh, Lindsay, it's nice to have you here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and DJ, it's nice to have you as well.
1: Thanks for doing this, Craig.
0: Absolutely. Um, So the first thing that we always like to ask is kind of what was your first Muni experience? And this can be, it doesn't necessarily need to be something that you were on stage for or even volunteering backstage. It could be when you were in the audience for something. So DJ, I think I'll start with you. What was your first Muni experience?
1: So I grew up going to Muni definitely with my mom. She would take my sisters and I um and we would go to pretty much every show every summer um i don't really remember very many specifics other than it was something we always looked forward to and um and we were really just there as an audience member we didn't know anybody or any part of the community we were coming all the way from petersburg so it was like a 45 minute drive and that was our night four nights of summer
0: So you had that excellent experience of uh, going out there and then at the end of the night falling asleep in the car and then getting kind of woken up or carried to uh, your bedroom or whatever. So that's really, really great. Yeah, absolutely. Lindsay, how about you? What was your first experience at the museum? My
2: very first experience that I remember was auditioning for The Sound of Music in 98. I was five years old. Um, and it was at a church. I'm sure someone else could tell you exactly what church they used Mm -hmm. to hold auditions at. Um, and I had no concept of anything. I didn't read a lick of music. I don't even think I could really read. Um, I remember they asked us to sing like the Do Re Mi Mm -hmm. and I, didn't know what I was doing and got cut immediately and was devastated. I thought I was going to just get this part. I just thought, you know, we had watched the sound of music as family. And I thought this was just like a thing and I would be in the show. And then when my parents had to explain that, no, I was not in fact in the show, um, it was a a hard wake up call, but I got through it. So that's good.
0: And now you've had such a a stellar career, both on the stage and then also uh, working at the Muni as well. So it's just great that it's all worked out. But you uh, actually kind of jumped the gun a bit and talked to us about your first audition experience. Um, I did, sorry. What I'd like to do, because you've had so many uh, audition experiences as well, can you talk to us maybe about... Um, some of the memories that you have from auditioning, and also we kind of like to use this as someone uh, might be listening that's never auditioned before. So if you happen to have a tip or two as well, you're happy to do that. And I'll go to you first, and then we'll we'll follow up with DJ on this one.
2: All right. So let's see. Um, I have many memories from both kids and adult auditions, and that was um, some of the the biggest changes was going from kids to adults. So if we have any younger listeners, it's just a whole different world. You get taught, you know, one song as in a kid's audition and you sing the same song 8 million times and um, to getting to go to um, the adult auditions. And I just remember being so starstruck by all of them. Like I grew up watching these people on stage. So when you finally get to adult auditions, I'm like, wow, this is like the big time. Um, And I... Um, my advice is just that it is so not intimidating like you think it is, but they I, DJ's going to have to tell his story because he is the prime example of why muni auditions are the best, because those directors and those staff, they are just the most supportive and they will sing right along with you. And I'm not going to steal a thunder because it is by far my favorite muni audition <laughs> story, um, but it is just so much fun. I love audition weekend. I love to come and help out and volunteer any way I can. Cause I just love the energy around all of the Muni audition days.
0: That's great. Now DJ, she's keeping <laughs> you up. You've got to, you got to tell us the story now. Well, uh, to
1: backtrack just a bit, my first audition was also for sound and music, but that would have been 2005. Five. Um, and that was back when it was, uh, not quite as efficient as it is now. So it was like an all day thing. I think I was like, The 400th person to audition or something that day and sat in theater one at STC all day waiting to sing for 30 seconds. But the auditions now are so much more efficient and so much more enjoyable, I think. And so my horror story turned
2: favorite memory memory
1: ever. (laughs) Would have been uh,
2: it was Les Mis, Les and, Peter Mis year and
1: Peter Pan so 2013 and I wanted to be in Les Mis so saying the the people song do you
2: hear the people sing yes
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and forgot the words promptly about five seconds into the audition and I just kind of trailed off and everybody at all of the tables just started singing along with me and carried me through so that was pretty amazing and so then uh, you heard all the people sing. Right? We exactly. did. It yeah. was
2: great. It was just everybody was singing. Yeah. It was amazing. So,
1: I, I did not make *Lamez*, but I did get into
0: Peter Pan, which wound up being pretty okay.
2: Pretty important okay. in our, our narrative. So
0: I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, again, you're really great at these transitions. Uh, but wondering uh, what are some of your favorite uh, show memories or maybe roles that you've played out there? And uh, again, this can be even... Uh, we're very abstract with this you can even uh, talk about if you just had a favorite experience being in the audience but uh we will go ahead and start with dj with this one uh do you have some memorable moments that you wanted to share on the muni stage
1: yeah i mean all of my experience at muni on stage has been as a chorus member or you know a small speaking part here and there but um every good memory revolves around just relationships with people and the fun that can happen backstage. Um, I've definitely gone more of to the backstage rather than on stage. Um, and in every show that I work backstage, uh, the running gag is that I have to make a cameo somewhere. And those are always so much fun to figure out where that's going to fit in. And, Sometimes it's literally for like three seconds and then other times I'm in for a whole scene and nobody even notices. So um, just finding those ways to, to kind of make your own fun is definitely something I always look forward to.
0: It's so great. And um, kind of making it your own a bit of fun, you know, because we haven't had too many people talk about their backstage experience. Can you uh, talk a bit about how it is working backstage on a crew as opposed to being kind of on the stage forward facing into the audience. Um, Talk about the crew experience out at Muni for a second. Sure.
1: Um, I think it's a a very different experience, um, but in a really good way. So in a typical show, you might rehearse for six to eight weeks. But as a crew member, typically you're there for like maybe two weeks. And so you kind of form your own relationships and it winds up being a lot of the same people for every show you work in. Um, and it, it's very different. Um, I think for me, uh, I feel like the whole show kind of falls on our shoulders, even though obviously we want the actors to you know, portray their best selves. It, it kind of is on us to make it happen. And, um, whether it's moving a set piece or getting people to where they need to be or whatever the case might be, it's like, there's a lot of pressure to get it right every single time and hit your marks. And, um, I think I've had a much better appreciation having done a lot more backstage things, um, as an actor, than knowing what I can do to help out and, and how to make it easier for those folks.
0: Yeah. That's great to have both of those experiences. So Lindsay, You have been on stage uh, quite frequently. So can you talk about some of your memorable roles on the stage?
2: Gosh, it is so hard. Um, I could talk about every single show. Every single one I feel like has impacted my life in some way. My very first Muni show was in 2003, and that was The Wizard of Oz, directed by Leanne Smith, um, who I went on to take voice lessons with for years through high school graduation. And then I named my daughter after her. I honored her. Um, So I love that show, and that will always have a special place in my heart. I finally got to do Sound of Music in 2005. Um, And that one is super special to me because my dad played Captain Von Trapp, and I got to play his daughter on stage and in real life. So that was super fun. Um, Peter Pan in 2013 will probably always stay at the top of the list because I got to uh, maybe get engaged to a swashbuckling pirate. And that was a great time. Um, and I played Wendy. I got to fly. That was incredible. Um, so that one will, I think, always rank darn near at the top of my list, if not forever and always. Um, and then also Legally Blonde was just next level for me, actually. And I also did um, Little Shop of Horrors that same summer. And that summer was just one, a whirlwind doing two shows is a crazy experience. It's exhilarating. It's exhausting. Um, but that whole summer I made some of the strongest relationships in both of those shows. Um, and then legally blonde, I had like the dream staff, um, fantastic staff. And I played frenemies with my real life best friend. And, um, so it was just a lot of fun. That was a summer. I will never forget. We had our son and our daughter, um, they're backstage with us dressing up in costume with their friends. We had little Muni minis. There was so many memories made that summer. So those are my top four. If I had to narrow it down a little bit. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. We got to dig into some of this. <laughs> Wait a minute. You two are married. What? I had no idea. I had no idea. So, uh, walk us through because I I had the pleasure of being there that night uh, when we were at SHG and uh, you got engaged. But you walk us through that night because it is a really fun memory to share.
2: So I think our whole uh, we wouldn't be here without Muni. Um, we actually met in two thousand five. Doing sound of music
1: she just doesn't really remember
2: i did not remember <laughs> him being in that show i'm not gonna lie um we got we became friends in a different production um, for a different um theater venue later on um but we started dating and then we were engaged at a rehearsal of peter pan in 2013 um it was a hilarious event i love anna meisenbacher's retelling of this because she played peter pan and no one clued her in that our scene would be cut short to um, do an engagement. And so um, it was a stressful rehearsal. We were a few weeks from opening and um, Bill Bowser yelled cut and music started playing. She's like, what ha- What are we doing? And they're moving her out of the way. And it was, um, it was just hilarious. I'm laying asleep on the floor. It's the scene where Wendy gets shot with the arrow. So she's asleep and when i woke up dj was there instead of anna and we got engaged so yeah, yeah.
0: you got to tell us your side of that story dj i know <laughs> that you what was what was fun about that show was that the pirates were so um there's so much camaraderie amongst the pirates and so i think that we were all kind of like hyping you up before you went out there but walk us through your side your perspective of that story yeah uh
1: I truthfully, I don't remember most of it. I kind of (laughs) blocked it out, I think. But um, no, I I just I remember being very nervous and feeling like I was going to mess it up because it was like the one thing you can't rehearse and get right. And that's always been my biggest fear is that I would not be prepared to do something on stage. And I had to live that reality. But uh, yeah, that the the camaraderie you mentioned with the Pirates that year was something else. I think a lot of us still are in touch and are good friends almost a decade later at this point. So
0: That's incredible um, to think that it's been that much time that's passed. But I, I recall those memories like they really were yesterday. It was a very special show. And and must like you were mentioning Legally Blonde, um, we were able to work together on that show, Lindsay. And you're right. There was some kind of special energy around that show. It was just something else, especially the level of uh, family that uh, the, we were able to develop, I think, in that show. And so I'm going to go a little bit out of order from the questions that uh, I had sent you and I want to say to our listeners, Lindsay and I served on the marketing committee a couple of years back. And so we've been asking this question of all of these people uh, what their definition of Muni family is. I want to break the news here. It was actually Lindsay that came up with that season theme uh, and a marketing meeting. She uh, was sitting there and she was like, well, what is the Muni? It's Muni family. And so we had gone with that. What I think is interesting is that you have had an experience that no one else really has had out there. And that is that you all have lived on the site as the caretakers uh, previously. So maybe talk to us about what Muni family means to you, but then also maybe the experience of raising a family out at the Muni and and kind of getting some insight into that. And Lindsay, you can go first.
2: Okay. Um, My Muni family started with my family, my mom and my dad and my brother all got involved. Um, my dad and myself first, um, and we, he did Titanic and then we were in Wizard of Oz together in 2003. And then we just started slowly getting more and more involved. Um, my mom was, um, honored to be a part of the board of directors for a number of years. She was in charge of the concession stand. Um, and so we, Eat, sleep, and breathe Muni all the time. Um, It was our favorite thing. We geared up for it every summer and just loved being there. Um, And we continued that into mine and DJ's marriage. And um, we experienced some of the um, hardest losses with our Muni family. Um, My mom passed away very unexpectedly. Um, And the Muni family literally carried all of us through that. Um, We wouldn't have gotten through it without them. And they have such a huge impact on our lives. And DJ and I were sitting in, and I'm going to blank on what show we were at. But we were at a show, a Muni show, and there was just an advertisement in one of the programs that said, interested in being the Muni caretakers? Call this number. And DJ and I were like, ha, oh, that'd be funny. What could you imagine? Like, And then we were kind of like, hey, could you imagine? We're teachers. We have... Summer's relatively off, like our workload decreases. This could be fun. DJ loves, you know, getting his hands dirty and that kind of work. We um, have helped with my mom having run the concession stand. We knew that part of it. And we knew that the cabaret backstage would be a portion of that. And so we were just like, okay, but really like, is this crazy? (laughs) Let's, but let's look at it. And one thing led to another and we became the caretakers um and it was it was wonderful it was completely different and we learned so many things um just learning the Backstage operations that I had never seen because I worked very limited crews. I've only done a handful of like props crews backstage. Um, And so just learning so much of the technical aspects and the safety and those kinds of things and building all these new relationships, being the caretakers and bonding with each cast. Um, But what was magical about it is that our son and daughter um, were two and three at the time. Yes, two and three Three. for the bulk of our caretaking. And unfortunately, some of our caretaking experiences got cut short due to the pandemic. Um, But when they were there, my son Aiden was secondhand in the cabaret. He knew everybody's names. He was making sales on Muni dogs left and right to all of the performers. He was sad. Um, It was the, the summer of Millie Millie. That's what he called thoroughly modern Millie. And he was devastated when Millie Millie left. And um, it was just, it was really fun to watch him experience the magic of Muni and see him through his eyes. And we went and we would go watch the wizard of Oz dress rehearsals because it was our backyard. And so we would just go sneak into the audience during tech week and watch what was going on. And he was obsessed with the wizard of Oz and he loved, and his uncle Dylan was in that. And he just, he loved all of that, thing, all of those things. So it was all of our worlds combining and our passion um, being, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but, he was also feeling that passion. I don't know. Yeah. So, they yeah. passed on to him. Yeah, absolutely. So it was really nice.
0: So I, I have to ask, so this is going to be released later, mm-hmm. but we are talking uh, right about Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so DJ, you got to tell me any spooky happenings at the muni mm-hmm. or anything while no one else was there. It, what Did you ever have a night where you were like, it's kind of dark out here at the muni you gotta walk me through that
1: yeah uh so the first year we were out there was 2018 Mm -hmm. i think we moved like october 1st 2018 and that was the year muni had their like halloween we had muni mayhem muni mayhem that's what it was and so like we moved in as you know, fall's coming and all of a sudden there's a haunted house in our backyard and a scary (laughs) performance happening on stage. And so like, that was a little disconcerting. And then Josh Meisenbacher, I remember would come dressed in his scary clown outfit. Knocking on our window. window. (laughs) So, uh, But outside of that, I mean, it's, it seems to, I think to outsiders, you know, those who haven't been caretakers that Muni is like, very secluded and isolated, but it's really not. It's a very busy place. Um, There's The road behind Muni that people sneak out on sometimes, there's maybe 20, 30 houses back on that road. So it's very busy all the time. People use the Muni as a through road, their driveway. So very rarely was it ever quiet or just totally alone or isolated and I I think probably the only times I ever really felt nervous or anything would be like if there'd been a storm I'd try to go out and walk the grounds make sure trees hadn't come down or the fence or anything and like that was kind of spooky like okay it is dark it's stormy like what am I gonna find and there's always animals you know Um, and we dealt with raccoons for quite a while. There's always deer and all, all kinds of things. So, and just getting to kind of explore that whole property and, and, and be comfortable going in all of those places to make sure it was secure was a little intimidating, but not really scary. I would say
2: the only time that I, you know, when you think as like a performer and when the season's over, Muni goes dark, but Muni so many people are also involved in other theater communities too, with Springfield theater center and high school shows and things. And so many people, Muni is a great resource for borrowing props and set pieces and things. And there was constantly people dropping props off or things. And so I would just be like getting ready for the day or something. I'd be like, Oh, there's somebody walking backstage at Muni and it's November. What you doing here? Like, and you just had to get used to that. There are frequent visitors doing Mm -hmm. some work and, dropping things off or getting deliveries. But other than that, it really, it was um, nice and serene kind of became a wildlife preserve during COVID for a little bit. The animals got really comfortable when there wasn't shows going on. So.
1: Yeah. I'll say the only thing that I think actually kind of made us nervous. And ultimately one of the reasons we chose to leave was that the the property, the part of the property we lived on was in a mobile home and with severe weather, it was kind of scary to be out there. Um, we did, or I did go through some severe weather training, um, through, I think the national weather service. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically they're like, yeah, you should leave. Or if you can get to one of the bathrooms that's made of concrete, but, uh, that so I mean that was definitely
2: something
0: that was intimidating as well especially raising young children
2: yeah with two small right. kids that were like let's go outside in the store <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah let's run over to this building yeah um no that that's great now DJ did you have anything else to add on this idea of what muni family is we we heard from Lindsay a bit but I know that your story really started with your mom bringing you out to the muni so do you have any idea of what Uh, Or any, uh, not idea, I know you do, Uh, but do you have any thoughts on what Muni family means? Yeah,
1: I mean, in addition to what Lindsay said about her family and her mom's passing, especially really opening my eyes to like how much people care for each other. Just again, like how much you rely on your family and volunteers to make things happen. So that first year I was really involved with Sound of Music. I was a, a Nazi youth. So I was on stage in the dark with a flashlight for maybe 30 seconds at the end of the show. But my mom drove me in from Petersburg every night for rehearsal. And um, she volunteered every night so that she had a reason to be there. And my sister helped with makeup that same summer for ragtime. And so like, just knowing how much she gave of her time to to give us an opportunity to be involved and to serve others, I think was just really huge. And I think that's a lesson definitely with Aiden, because he was the right age. Evie was a little young, but he, I think really picked up on that service attitude and helping other people and knowing like, yeah, we live here because we want to and we think it's cool, but also we're here to help other people and, and give them things that they need and make sure that they can have a fun experience. Mm-hmm. And, and then also like on the actual like caretaking side, taking care of the place, you know, with um, the, the pandemic there, there's been very few people able to come out to the site and take care of it. And while we were still there, we, we made efforts to maintain it and walk around and make sure we were picking up sticks and keeping sidewalks clear and blowing off leaves. And, and all of those things I think really kind of helped them to understand that, you know, we just take care of each other and that's, that's what we do. So I think for me, that's, that's really what the Muni family is really all about.
0: That's great. Can't say it any better than that. So, uh, now we get to have a little bit of fun. We know that there are sometimes mishaps and things that happen on stage, and it's kind of fun to preserve those for history. So, um, Lindsay, I'll start with you. But have you had any moments where something may have went a a little bit of a on the stage that you'd like to uh, mention?
2: You know, I haven't had a ton of faux pas. (laughs) The one time that I had one during Peter Pan, I think it was Tech Week, I might be blurring my memories together, but I know it definitely was tech week because the stage was wet. Um, They had just painted the stage black and we were doing, um, you know, just the Neverland flight sequence and my fly cable didn't get pulled high enough. So the the three darling children we are on just like a swinging cable rather than Peter Pan's which goes back and forth across the stage and so you have to be high enough to get enough momentum to swing so I am like running and jumping trying to get swinging and I've got paint on my ballet shoe because I'm just dragging across the ground and DJ is my flight person and I'm like. Get me higher. (laughs) And luckily, that was during Tech Week. Um, You know, Uh Ann and I and Kevin Kulovic would send videos during Tech Week of YouTube videos where the Peter Pan entrance had gone wrong, where like they, Pete, cause that is literally like somebody jumping off scaffolding to launch Peter Pan into the air. And like, there are YouTube videos where the person like gets launched directly into the window or knocks a whole set piece over, or they pulled Wendy's cable and she gets pulled out of bed instead of Peter Pan. Like, so I would always be like, oh my gosh, please don't let this happen to us. And it never did. They got, they nailed their stuff every night during the actual show. But I was always nervous that one of those things would happen during the actual run of the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they never did because that flight was just amazing, right, DJ? Yeah, exactly. Totally <laughs> professional. DJ, do you have anything, uh, whether it be on stage yeah. or in your backstage experiences, where something might have went a little bit amiss? So, not nothing like super dramatic, but I think it was
1: during West Side Story, Cammie was playing whatever part. She has a big diva number. Mm-hmm and her her mic just went dead and i remember seth wheeler i don't know if he was stage managing that or just helping or or what he was doing but he was so quick to act he got a wireless handheld mic and got it queued up and just walked it to her and gave it to her like like it was no big deal and it was just so crisp and so professional and she just rolled with it like she was like Thanks. I can't believe this wasn't working and just totally played it into her character and just went with it. And just being able to roll with things and be flexible like that West I think,
2: <laughs> makes sense. West Side it so was amazing. the gunshot story, yes. too. That's, oh, that's the a best good one. story.
1: You tell that one. So,
2: West Side story, there was also one night at the end when they have the shooting sequence where the gun didn't go off. And I'm in the audience that night and I'm sitting with my cousins and the guns didn't go off, but the kid, they, they, they pretend that they've been shot. They acted out. And my cousin's like, wow, I just really liked their artistic interpretation. Like I liked that we didn't have to hear the gunshots and, and I just like how they acted that out instead. And I, that was the summer or the summer after, no, it was the same summer that my mom had passed away and DJ was on crew. So I sat in every performance. So I knew that the gun was supposed to go off, but I hadn't said anything. And he, I was just like, yeah, artistic interpretation. It's great. <laughs> Loved it. But so like, that's just the actors were so amazing that they just were like, they knew their stuff. They The show must go on literally. And um, they just went with the flow and the audience were none the wiser unless they had been at every performance. So...
0: It's all about that adapting when you're on stage. And that's why we love to do um, live theater, right? So I totally, I I love that story. Um, DJ, I want to go to you with this next question. And that is, I know that we all get an opportunity to meet and to work with literally hundreds of people that become friends and become contacts within the community. But do you have anybody in particular that uh, you really have enjoyed uh, getting to be able to know or to work with that probably we we should probably exclude your wife from this <laughs> list. Um, but anybody that you wanted to speak about uh, who you've met through Muni? Well,
1: I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say Kevin Kulovic, uh, whatever year it wouldn't have been high school musical hairspray hairspray mm-hmm. was the first show I ever worked backstage. And I, uh, I was living uh, at, my college over that summer and Lindsay and I were dating and I needed an excuse to be in Springfield. So I said, Hey, I'll work stage crew. They need people. And I don't think I'd ever met Kevin at that point. And he said, okay, come, come work with us. And then, uh, it it was a great experience and made friends with him and also with Mike Snyder. And just ever since then, basically every show I've been involved with, it's been Kevin and I, or Mike and I, and, um, I I can't imagine doing shows without him. I've learned a lot from him and we've become good friends and I look forward to anything, any opportunities we have to work together.
0: That's great. Lindsay, you've mentioned Anna a couple of times. I don't know if you wanted to mention more about that relationship, but also anyone else that you uh, have gotten to work with that you wanted to uh, mention.
2: Oh my gosh. I could talk to you about a million different people. How do you choose? Um, Anna was somebody that I have like idolized watching, you know, as I've watched different shows throughout the years. Um, And I was literally starstruck when I was cast as Wendy to her Peter Pan. Um, And so that's when our friendship really grew. Um, And then I have been in shows that she has directed before. Um, I had... The brief opportunity to apprentice direct under her, which was magical for the time that we had. And I am very excited to be able to work with her on staff in an upcoming season. And so I can't wait to continue learning from her. Um, And uh, Craig Williams, it's like the dream learning situation for me because holy cow, talk about two incredible directors who are just genuinely incredible people. I am so excited. Um, I would say that I had the same starstruck um, thing with Mary Kate Smith. I remember watching her in Aida as a literal statue that starts a show. And I was like, who is this person? And then she opened her mouth and I was like, oh my gosh, I love your voice. And that grew into, holy cow, you are an amazing human being and one of my best friends and I would not have these friendships without Muni and I have learned so much and I feel like I've grown just as a human being and learned how to be a good person from so many people that I've met from Muni along the way.
0: And just think about all the people that are now watching you in those roles and thinking about how great you are and hopefully getting the opportunity to work with you in the future because it's a, it's a, it's a cycle and it's a circle. And, uh, you are one of the most talented people I've ever had a chance to work with. So you've got to give yourself a little bit of credit there too, Lindsay. Uh, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, I do want to also start to wrap up this discussion with a question about, Muni magic. So we've talked about Muni family. Another slogan we like to use is Muni magic. And I, and I feel like it's slightly different than our Muni family discussion. So um, I know that we went to Lindsay first on the Muni uh, family question. So we'll go to DJ first on the Muni magic question. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Um, I, so I've listened to several of these podcasts you guys have done. And I, a lot of people give answers, I think, about you know what happens on stage. But I think for me, it's more about the history of the place. And because of your podcast project, I've been able to learn a lot more of it. And just knowing like where it started and how we've gotten here, it's just incredible how many lives it's touched through the community and through generations of people. Um, And to take it back to like our caretaking experience, I think we were the fourth set of caretakers, if I remember correctly, that were living on site. And like seeing what others have done there and how the property has been developed and seeing old pictures and things like you would never know. But like back behind the caretakers plot, there's a ton of land back there. And like one of the previous caretakers tried to start an orchard. So there's a bunch of pear trees and apple trees. There's a trail back through the woods and all kinds of things that are just it's so cool to learn more about. Just how that area has developed and what it's become, and I look forward to seeing what it continues to grow into. Um, The the, gosh, we've been gone for six months and I can't remember the names of the buildings, but the brand new building, the Lundgren. Thank you, the Lundgren building. (laughs) Like having been there for years and years, where it was this, you know falling apart old building and then seeing this beautiful new space and what it's done for the place is just things like that. I think are really, really cool and special that enough people care about the place and its history and what it can do for the community to, to keep it going and growing.
0: I feel like there needs to be some kind of like, um, caretaker, like hidden key or something, or like the jacket or something that you get to like pass down from caretaker to caretaker. But that that's a really uh, interesting take, and I, I I really enjoy hearing a lot about the history of the organization. Uh, having been someone that's a fairly recent transplant to Springfield in the last ten or so years, so uh, it's great to get that history from you as well, uh, Lindsay. Your thoughts on the idea of Muni magic?
2: The whole Muni process has just always like blown my mind a little bit. Um, you know, thinking about just going as an audience member, we see these fantastic Broadway level performances. And so as I was growing up and as I was getting more involved, seeing kind of similar to what DJ said, just the the volunteer efforts that go into this and, the work that happens and then the caliber of shows that get produced because of it. It's just, it's awe inspiring. And the visions that some of the people that direct these shows have, like it literally just makes me so happy. And like the adrenaline and thought of Muni 2022 just like gets me so stinking excited because I've missed it so much. And (laughs) it's just, it's so it's so involved but it is such a team process like and because of that we have these family relationships like the magic is the family because we work together to make this magical place and provide magical experiences for families and and it's captivating and it keeps you wanting to come back like you want to become a part of it and you want to be on stage or you want to be backstage and I just love the community that we have because of it. And I love that we grow a little bit more each year and we um, get new people in and start that magic for them and their families. And I just love that it is a never ending process and love story with theater and the local community.
0: Speaking of new people and bringing them into the community, do you have any advice for someone that might be listening? You know, we're going to be really promoting these around the time of auditions. And maybe somebody's listening and saying, I might want to get involved in Muni. What would you give them as advice?
2: Go for it. Um, and you have to decide what your starting point is. And if it's auditioning, that's fantastic. And if it's not, and it, you just want to start getting a behind the scenes look, call DJ and Kevin Kolovic, and we'll get you hooked up on a crew. Like there are so many things and there are so many odds and ends and so many crucial pieces. We need costumers. We need lighting and sound. There are so many pieces to the puzzle that are needed in order to make a show um, go off that hitch. And um, there is something for everybody for every interest level and creativity level, um, we will find something for you. So if you want to be involved, let us know and we'll get you there.
0: That's so great. Uh, As we start to wrap this up, I just want to ask sort of a a final question. And it, it gets to some of the things you've already talked about. And I feel like uh, you've given us such great answers to this already, but I wanted to ask if you had anything to add to uh, what makes the Muni a special place in this community um, and maybe even kind of what your hope is uh, for the Muni moving forward. Uh, Lindsay, I'll go to you.
2: Um, I Muni is so special for so many reasons, but I think what I'm most excited about now is the future and, um, I if my children are interested in it, I cannot wait for the day that I see them on stage or on a stage crew or helping out in some fashion with the Muni. Um, I would just love to see that and start making those memories and um, just kind of seeing. There's so many little ones that have been born, and um, we, you know, we had the the baby shop quartet for a while and things like that, and we've added a million. Little ones around there in the Muni minis. And little I just I can't now. wait to see. I know there's just there's a million of them. And I can't wait to see that like next generation growing up at the Muni and watching them go from munchkins in the Wizard of Oz to leading roles. And it's just gonna be magical times in your scum.
1: Yeah, I think I got have to agree with with you on that. Just knowing like how much fun it's been for us growing up. You know, we both started as young kids and teenagers and, um, and growing through that with, with our own experience, just seeing what that can be for the next generation and for kids that are just starting to get involved. And uh, I'm really excited about the future and the way Muni's going. And uh, I just, I hope it continues to be as successful as it has been.
0: Well, it has just been a great treat to get to talk to you both tonight, and to relive some of those stories. And just thank you for your commitment to Muni. I mean, it takes it takes a lot uh, to decide we're going to move out to the site and live out there year round uh, to take care of those grounds for us. So thank you so much, and looking forward to getting to work with you and or see you and so many backstage crews, so many uh, on set performances and so many times uh, behind that staff table too in the future. So thank you both so much. Thanks
2: Thanks for having us, us,
1: Craig.
0: Thank you for listening to the Muni Oral History Project. This is an ongoing effort to capture the memories and stories of the Springfield Municipal Opera. If you have pictures, videos, or stories you'd like to contribute to this effort, please email history at org. Your hosts have been Jacob Potty and Craig McFarland, Productions assistance by Vanessa Ferguson and Jeremy Geckner. Special thank you to the Muni Board of Managers and the Muni Board of Trustees for their support in this effort. And thank you to all the Muni family who continue to help us create magic every summer.